This is Spinster number one, Jessica here with uh, Spinster number two, Kelly, and we're here with some extra content for you guys in the month of April. Considering that we are both home a lot and are watching tons of movies, we decided to do this fun little thing where there are certain films within the horror genre that both Kelly and I either love together or feel is overrated. Yes, so Jess and I agree on a tons of different films, but there are some that we disagree on. Some that I find overrated, that she finds, that she loves, and and vice versa. So we thought with this free fun month and yes, the pandemic, we've got some extra time. We thought that we would start what we're calling Spinster versus Spinster. And the movie for debate tonight is Dario Argento's Suspiria from 1977. Yes. So as it's known, um, if people have obviously listened to this podcast for the last year and a half, is I'm a big fan of the Suspiria film, both the original and the remake. I've watched it so many times since I first watched it with Kelly many, many, many years ago, and she fell asleep on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to chime in. Yes. So I have now seen this movie four times. First two times I fell asleep, that time that I showed it to Jess. Did I just like bring it up thinking that you would like it or? Yeah, you did. You're like, we were looking for a horror movie. It was like, you're up and visiting me in Ottawa and we're like, we're going to watch a horror movie. And I'm like, and you brought it up and you're like, I think you will like this. And I watched it and you fell asleep. I totally did. So watched it twice, fell asleep twice. Um, The third time that I saw it, it was at a Guts for Laughs event here in Toronto where it's a bunch of comedians do live roasting of horror movies. And it was so fun. And it was the first time that I saw it awake from beginning to end. (laughs) Um, And it was hilarious because I think it's very worthwhile making fun of. So and then I watched it it the other day for for this. So if folks, I think you may or may not know, but yes, Jess loves this movie. And it's actually, I shit you not, on Jess's top five horror films of all time. She thinks it's so it good. Is. It's in her top five. It is in my top five. I have 
watched it many times, like multiple times. I went and saw it in theaters when uh, Arrow Video, I believe it was, uh, released the retouched up version of it. And I saw it at the Mayfair Theater. It was a midnight screening. It was amazing. I loved it. And then I was also, uh, just last year, when Goblin came through Ottawa, mm-hmm. they did where they performed live the music and they played the movie at the same time. And so I've seen it multiple times and I have a poster of it on my wall <laughs> from that event. So yes. I love this film. Okay, well, let's get started. Like, why don't you start telling us why you love Suspiria so much, so much that it's in your top five of all time? Okay, well, uh, number one, it was my gateway film into mm. Italian horror. And so as uh, people have heard in our earlier episodes, Kelly and I did a whole far away into Italian giallo horror, and Suspiria was the one that introduced me to it and so that's why I have such reverence for this film Mm. because I was able to discover Dario Argento I discovered Goblin and from there I just went down the rabbit hole of like <laughs> Lucio Fulci, Mario Bava, you know, Claude Simone, uh, Cla- oh, I can't say his name. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking Claude about. Claude Simone. Simone. Yeah, and we met him. Yeah. Simone, yes, and we met him at Horrorama, okay. and oh my goodness, like. Maurizio. Yeah. Maurizio, yeah. yeah. So my whole love for Italian horror started because of that film. Okay, all right. So um, I, I don't know if I knew that or not, but I could see, you know. Are you maybe then a little biased? Hmm, <laughs> damn. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I, I think it, it. I think myself. I think it's a good film. It merits being its own a good film on its own, not just being. Because mm-hmm. obviously, like over the years, I've watched other Italian horror films mm-hmm. that I like a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think are up on that or up on par, but they just don't fall into my top five. But I think like they're really good films. Right. Like a Suspiria may be better than a Suspiria, but for me, my top five is Suspiria. And we're also recording this, so folks, please join our <laughs> Facebook coven because I will be uploading our Skype video so you can actually see this happening. And yeah, join it. Talking. You can actually see the behind-the-scenes spinsters, you know, or maybe a little bit of spinsters after dark. I don't know. We'll see. anyway so join the coven you'll see us yeah so this movie is lauded as like the cinematic masterpiece i actually have a couple quotes here when i quickly did a google search today i'm like why does the world love this movie like i know but like what are some quotes Mm -hmm. one quote is a hallucinatory erotic still terrifying italian horror masterpiece Mm -hmm. i would disagree (laughs) (laughs) okay and why would you disagree with that statement hallucinatory no it's very straightforward it's not very dreamlike surreal erotic Mm. Uh, that's not an erotic film whatsoever. And terrifying? No. In my opinion, is not <laughs> a scary movie. Okay. One of the other ones is like, one of the greatest horror movies ever made. <laughs> of course, like, it's in a whole article and whatever, and that was like, that's yeah, a very yeah, yeah, bold yeah. claim. Uh, <laughs> okay. Another one, it said, Suspiria is first and foremost an exercise in atmosphere, drawing power from confusion and disorientation and leaning into its nonsensical aspects. So I understand that some of the there are some scenes and some aspects of this movie that, yes, are illogical. And I think that comes Mm -hmm. and that'll stem from a lot of Italian horror. And we talked about that, yes, in our Italian horror episode that sometimes shit doesn't make any sense. And you don't ask questions because it's Italian horror. It's weird. And I get that. And you're either charmed by it or you're not. And most of the time I'm charmed by it. The vast majority of the time. But some of this was just weird. Like, for example, 
and some of the dialogue. But again, I think it's Italian horror. Like the dubbing's a little bit off-putting sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 woman, and I I totally forget it. I only know one person's name, and that is Susie. And so the girl that like became like her close friend, but she like whispers a lot, and like I couldn't hear Sarah. a thing that yeah, she yeah. said most of the times. Like I. Hopefully this isn't important because your audio is very low in this mix and I can't hear what she's saying. <laughs> but, uh, what else? There's a lot of odd things. Like, why is that child wearing those clothes? Because it's supposed to, like, represent, like, being a rich. He's rich and affluential, right? You know? But nobody else they dressed money. very oddly, like, very, like, old Victorian style. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, he was a creepy child. <laughs> was he creepy? That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> and then... When that girl, oh, wait, was it Sarah? I don't remember. Again, everybody looks the same as well. But she's running away from somebody trying to kill her. And she... Patricia. Patricia. And she jumps down into that room of like barbed wire type situation. Oh, that was Sarah. Sarah. That was okay. Sarah. How did she Patricia is in the beginning. not see that entire room is covered in this? And she just like, Whoa! and it's like... What is wrong with you? Well, it's supposed to be dark, right? So she wouldn't see below her. That was not she a dark room. She just sees the light. Fair enough. Well, I just like, you know, I think they do these movies where they put that light in to make it look like it's supposed to be dark, but yet the light's being used to so you can see the actors. Maybe. I know, because I, I do think it's strange that they all put the, all the girls in a gymnasium and they have this, like, seductive red light <laughs> happening. And you're like, okay. Oh, okay. Good segue into <laughs> the lighting and cinematography. So, for me, mm, okay. okay, I feel like I'm rambling on here, but one of the things, and let me know if you agree, one of the big things that people always talk about when they talk about Suspiria is the lighting, the cinematography. This movie yes, is so beautiful. The color, the, color, the, the use of color. Yeah. So do you agree with that? Oh, I definitely agree. So, I yeah. love this film for its aesthetic look. Right. I love the colors. I love the purples and the blues and the or the oranges and the reds. A lot of red. I was even noticing today, like watching the film again, like and I've seen it so many times, like the how like certain camera angles would just like really heighten on like certain points in the film, and you're like, oh, why are they really showing us that her walking through the cockroaches or the maggots piece, right? Like so close in on her mm -hmm. feet, or there's just I not started noticing these scenes that I was like, oh, like picking up on things I hadn't seen before. But the color, I am one of those people who gets sucked into the color of it, the lighting. Okay. And that's fair. There's a lot of colors. And mm. having a partner that is a cinematographer that does lighting and noticing a lot of lighting and stuff okay. like that in movies now, because it kind of like comes part and parcel, I feel like, or I'm going to learn something. Yeah. I was, I'm not very impressed by the color, like sometimes, but then there's other times very strange usages of it, of like mm. when okay. Susie goes into her bathroom, lit like a normal bathroom and is throwing out her meal because she's becoming to, to understand that like something's wrong with this food or this drink and like I'm just like so tired afterwards and she's throwing it on the toilet and the scenes that she's yeah. throwing it in the toilet is beet red you can can barely yeah. see anything I was like that is very yeah. strange but then it will shoot back 
transition back to when she's just standing in the bathroom that's lit with like fluorescent lighting and very normal. It's very strange to me. And, well, yeah. I guess it's trying to make it seem like that scene is strange, that the food is strange and that like, because I always usually feel nauseous at that scene because like, you're just like, you're just getting that bright red light and then you're just seeing just food being thrown down in a toilet. And for me, it makes me feel nauseous. Ugh. Interesting. So yeah. it has like a actual physical visceral reaction on you. Yeah. Well, I think that the lighting is very basic a lot of the times because now Mm. that I have seen scenes put together with lighting, it's like blue light, green light, red light. And it just is like very just primary colors, just like just basically just hanging out. And you're like, oh, this room is now red because there's a red light here. I'm just I, you know. Just not not as impressed. Like sometimes I think it looks really nice. Like the corridors, more of like the aesthetics of the actual ballet academy, like how old it yeah. is, and like just ornate, a little bit of Victorian, old school kind of style with it. I I do really like that. Yeah, like the location is interesting, especially because it's filmed in. Ger- it's supposed to be in Germany, mm-hmm. and but yeah, everyone sounds Italian or. They, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but like it's got that interesting the architecture and everything around there to really make it that otherworldly feeling as well. Mm-hmm. And what are your thoughts on? I know a little bit of this because you've written a little bit about it. But when on this actual like full rewatch, um, I realized that there's that big discussion about witches that Susie goes and meets mm-hmm. up with that random guy that I don't understand the connection to, and then talks to that occult yeah. that occult guy that knows everything who. Who likens witches and witchcraft and the belief and all of that um, as like severe mental illness? And I was like, well, this is very negative. What does it mean to be a witch? Well, as a believer in the material world and, and a psychiatrist to boot, I'm convinced that the current spread of belief in magic and the occult is part of mental illness. Bad luck isn't brought by broken mirrors but by broken minds. So how do you feel about that? I was like, well, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. Yeah, I, I understand that. Like, that scene, it does not always feel good watching that scene. It's just like, yeah, it just meant, it's essentially just really ill women. And when we're like, I've done historically written and talked mm-hmm. about how back in the day, witchcraft and mental illness were constantly confused, right? Or if, if you're mentally ill, you're somehow involved in witchcraft or vice versa. So definitely always wants to lean towards like the evil. Mm-hmm. Like witches are evil and they, they, they're they all about power and they're power hungry. And so, you know, that and no one could be really well-minded or well or well good well individual too because that's all they think in that way mm-hmm. i think it's also interesting too how sarah and the reason why uh susie is talking to those two doctors is because sarah is telling her information about the witches and stuff like mm-hmm. that and she just she goes missing mm-hmm. and so but because that doctor used to be sarah's counselor or psychiatrist mm-hmm. there's all that doubt around it mm-hmm. right that oh well because she had this instinct that something's going wrong or something's happening but you have to doubt it because she's also had mental health issues mm-hmm. so don't really trust it and I remember I think I've talked about this before too about how you mm-hmm. know if you've had any sort of mental health problems that you would not be trusted if you had an idea that something was going on right. or something was going wrong I think you're talking was that a, uh, with regards to phenomena that, yeah, well, no, I, and it's, it's distrusting the, yeah, distrusting the feminine. Right. And that's common in a lot of Italian horror films yeah. is that women, if they're seeing something or something's happening, it's usually associated back to they've had 
past mental health issues. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Right. So you feel uncomfortable in that scene, but you obviously still love the movie. So... Yeah, I still love the movie because I think the witches are... It, like, I was watching it on um, my rerun again. I've watched it so many times, and I just love how it's just this random coven of witches. <laughs> you have this story of the three mothers, mm-hmm. and so there's just, you know, there's, you know, uh, Suspiria, there's Inferno, and then there's the Mother of Tears, mm-hmm. which I still have to watch. But I love that there's this mythology around these three mothers, the Mother of uh, Tears, the Mother of Sorrow, and the Mother of Death. Mm-hmm. And then just how they have these each have these covens that are associated, and they have these houses that are associated to them, mm-hmm. and they're power is built into these houses and built into their coven and I just think it's so interesting that it's like a snapshot in time of just this coven doing their thing Mm -hmm. really there is there is no usually whenever you see any witches in a movie there is usually a reason as to why they're doing what they're doing there's a beginning there's a middle and there's an end Mm -hmm. and really these are just witches they're just going about their business they have an academy they train with other women they probably are also trying to recruit other coven members Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, someone decides to be Snoopy Mm -hmm. and start getting into their business. And so they're just reacting to (laughs) this kind of threat, right? Because I even had a point today where I'm just like, why is Susie doing all this? (laughs) You know, really, she's like... What what do they have against yeah. her? And because I'm like, oh, they're giving her these stuff, and I'm like, oh, because she spoke about how she saw Patricia leave, and so them the, right. in her, their mind, yeah. they're like, oh, she's a threat. Yeah. So we need to just eliminate these threats, and then we continue about our business. Right. Yeah, because right. Susie doesn't go into the film. Uh, she doesn't go in when she just finally decides to follow the witches, like what Sarah's path about, like oh, they're going into the house and stuff like that. She wasn't going in there being like, I'm going to go and kill the yeah, witches. Yeah. She just like, acts, she just like discovers like, oh, this is actually happening. Mm-hmm. And then she just ends, into, ends up in a situation where she's being attacked mm-hmm. and she's like, well, I need to defend myself. So I'll just kill the mm-hmm. mother, uh, made her susperium and be done with it. Yeah. But I'm like, she never went into the movie with, I'm going to go kill witches. Yeah, with ill so intention. I love his, yeah. So I just love his house, like this moment in time mm. of this, this coven of witches protecting themselves. Right. Interesting. Speaking of that, they kind of call him like Queen Witch, if I remember correctly. Um, like the head witch, the the leader of the coven. Yeah. For somebody that's a leader of a coven, she was killed t- way too easily. I was like very anticlimactic. Yeah, no, and I get that. Me. Like I, I understand that because I've seen also when I saw Inferno, it's kind of the same way. It's like they build up mm-hmm. Mater, Suspiria, yeah. Mater, yeah. Um, Marta. Like they build up these witches and then they die so anticlimactically and I, and I, I find that disappointing mm. I, I you know to see that she just dies in that way when really it could have been a little more interesting because you know really she should have gone up against the um, Tanner and the other woman I, I can't remember her name and dealt with them mm-hmm. right but because she knows the information is like it's like the head of a snake you must take off the, the head of the yeah. cut off the head to kill the body or like they say with vampires I think it's a kind of mix in that vampire lore mm-hmm. of you kill the head vampire, you kill all the babies type deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So you got you also agree that the the ending slightly anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah. but I, I get also sw- but then I get swept away by the music. <laughs> so why? Uh, so I I have to agree that the music is fantastic. I don't think I've watched an Italian horror film where the music is not amazing. And for me, Suspiria's only redeeming qualities is the theme by Goblin. And when you watch the movie, it's like music by the Goblins, which I thought was really, <laughs> really, really, really funny. Yeah, yeah. And that it looks really beautiful. But I mean, like now that I've seen a bunch of Argento movies, yes, he makes very beautiful looking movies. Are there some 
that I find more aesthetically pleasing. Yes, I find opera much more aesthetically pleasing, but also it's very dark with like a lot of golds and black and it's very kind of gothic. And that's again, that's a little bit more an aesthetic that that I enjoy. But yeah, I feel like the two main things that people love about it, that rant and rave about it, what makes it such a masterpiece is like, it's really the only redeeming qualities. I, d- I can't appreciate that it's a shorter Argento movie, only like an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> I, I yes, can, that is true. I can respect and appreciate that. Because, man, the pacing. Jesus. I almost fell asleep again yesterday watching this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> like it's, I feel like like when it starts, like it starts strong. You've got the theme. You've got that first death. You're like, oh, it's going to be spooky. And like, what is going on in this movie? That first death is like the only good death. Like everything else is like very tame, very basic. You're off screen. You don't really see much. And it starts very strong. And then it takes a severe death dive and face plants. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and it just gets so boring. Okay. I don't know. I think the very first time I ever saw it, the scene where um, Daniel gets attacked by his dog, that scared me. Because, mm. of course, the whole time I was also, like, paranoid that something was going to happen to the dog. I was like, oh, my God, the dog, the dog. I hope nothing happens to the dog. Yeah. And then yeah. just ends up being, like, and then all of a sudden the dog just attacks his neck. Yeah. And I remember jumping. Yeah. And I still kind of, like, each time that happens, I still kind of jump a bit. But mm-hmm. I can agree that's a well, that's a well done scene. But, like, that whole, that was, I feel like that was very drawn out as well. This rant. Also, this, like, random blind man that does the music for the Ballet Academy. Again, weird Italian horror things. Yeah, it has its elements in the story where it's like, I don't understand why the child just egged on the dog to bite him and now they're going to... But then a part of me was the thing, like, maybe they needed something for a spell and they just had to... Certain deaths had to happen for a certain mm. spell to go through. Mm, maybe. But, Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, so yeah, I understand Suspiria is also very light on its on its witches, witch elements and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but there's a part of me that kind of likes that, right. that it's like, it's still mysterious to me, and that's probably mm-hmm. why I, you know, when I first watched it, I'm like, I need to watch the other two, because mm-hmm. I want to know more about the about the, the, the mm-hmm. mater, the, the witches, mm-hmm. and so, mm-hmm. and I, but yeah, I still have to, I, but I, the only thing is like, I haven't watched Mother of Tears yet, because I right. know people are very disappointed by it, Right. and they're like, you know, for a trilogy to end so poorly but i will yeah i will watch it <laughs> you should i mean the round everything out get like a solidified yeah. final opinion on the whole thing i'm not surprised that people are disappointed by it i haven't even seen it <laughs> i don't need to see it i don't want to see it i don't care about it but i'm not surprised that it's not that interesting a couple of notes of things that i like uh, about it okay. so the dead uh sarah so the dead friend at the end is really really grim looking i was like oh, yeah, okay yeah thank you at the very end of this movie that i've had to live through now you're showing me something like visually arresting and appealing and, okay ooh, like stuff in the eyes and like you didn't you thought she was dead Ugh. and then she what maybe would she is she just like not like dead, a zombie or? Yeah, yeah living say, dead. Yeah, had like the spirit of something in her or something. I wasn't really sure, but she was not dead. Spoilers for a movie from the seventies. <laughs> Sarah is not dead. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's pretty much like my main likes, dislikes and gripes about this movie. So tell me more of why like you watch it all the time and that you just like love it. Like what's like an exact moment besides the music where you said you get swept away with like that you're like this fucking movie is so good that it's in my top five that I've of all time that I've seen. Okay, honestly, like the beginning always swept sweeps me away. Mm-hmm. The way it starts with like Sarah walking through the airport and like the music's coming on and off type mm-hmm. thing, and mm-hmm. it's just like such a good intro that I right. love so much. I love all the music. I love every like whenever there's a scene that happens and like the music starts happening. Like I even love that scene where the dog, you know, even though it's played out, you're you know the you know the witches are coming in, they're attacking stuff like that. The music that's playing, the imagery that's happening in that scene, you just kind of get really into it, and you just like you're just waiting. You're like, when is it gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Mm. Like, you know, you know they're swarming. I think uh, Tanner is like the actress who plays the Tanner. She is the the witch that works for not the directress, not for the headmistress, but she's like the very severe looking one who has like the huge smile whenever she's yelling. Oh, she's well, she's like the dance teacher. She's the dance teacher, right, but yeah. she also like that runs the household and stuff like yeah. that. But she's so severe looking, yeah. and yet she's so everything that comes out of her mouth. You're like, is this a joke? A command? Are you snarling? Like, yeah. what is happening? Yeah. And I love how that I love that kind of creepy element of her. My dog's a peaceful, faithful animal. He's never hurt anyone. The boy must have done something to him first. Oh, the poor little animal. The poor little puppy. If I ever see him within a mile of the school again, I have him put to death. Stop it! I want to love such a dog, you understand? You want to love it! Then get out, you and your dog! Get moving! You bitch! Out! Um, I think Susie is an interesting character. She, I like how in the beginning she's very much like, no, this is what I want. I want to live off campus, right? Mm-hmm. Or she's not afraid to kind of speak her mind mm-hmm. and that's all of a sudden that's why the witches are all like, oh, she's a threat. She's a problem. Mm-hmm. We need to kind of like address this. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of like how it's kind of like this randomness that's just happening. This kind of chaos right. that just happens. It just, you know, the situation is happening. There's something, and also like too, even though the ending is anticlimactic, I love the ending of it. Mm-hmm. And that's when like she comes out of the house and like all, and like she's walking out and stuff like that and you got all the different colors and all of a sudden like the fire bursts and then the muse is like Bam! so I really love the elements of the film that right. have like the imagery and the music coming together and just creating like this really impactful moment like there's mm. just those are scenes that I always remember right. and always hear and I look forward to when I go to watch it Right. so right. and like I said seeing this uh, film like I don't have the like, best version of it like I have right. an old DVD copy that I got years ago but when I saw it in the Mayfair Theater with this like retooled and remastered mm-hmm. it was just like totally sucked into like when you see that version of it mm-hmm. you're totally sucked in because you're like this is a different way to view this see this film and I love that and then when I saw it live mm-hmm. like heard the music being played live with it mm-hmm. it was just another added experience to it so mm-hmm. now I have like all these really fond memories that are right. attached around this film as well right yeah right so all of the high accolades you think are well deserved I think so mm-hmm. I do I am with those fans out there. (laughs) (laughs) I know that my opinion is uh, not of the common majority. So this will be interesting. It's not, but I have heard. (laughs) This will be interesting to see what uh, everybody else thinks. Maybe start a little conversation. Um, 
in yeah. our uh, in our socials and on our coven group. Um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. You know, final thoughts and final words is that I think it's okay movie. I think it's a very fine movie. It looks nice and it sounds nice. And I think, yes, I think Susie is kind of also kind of a highlight with her acting abilities. And I think she, she did a really good job um, playing her role. But beyond that. It's slow and it's uninteresting and I almost fell asleep and I've fallen asleep many times. Uh, it, it, it does not grab me and so therefore I think it is overrated. Well for me I love this film like I said it's because it follows in the genre of 1970s horror which is also very close to my heart and also because I think that this film was one of the very first few films I ever saw getting into the horror genre and it was a film that started me into the path of Italian horror which once again is another big top uh, type of film out there that I really love about Suspiria and to me it's like it's a comfortable movie I go back to and I enjoy it I know what to expect and it gives me like a warm feeling inside when I'm watching it so that's why I love Suspiria that's why I would defend it <laughs> to the death <laughs> to the death <laughs> you're very sweet and with a lot you have a lot of heart very empathetic <laughs> and sentimental <laughs> i am i am very sentimental <laughs> and i am not so <laughs> but you know the fact that I even bring up the story of kelly falling asleep during the time we watched the first time we ever watched together <laughs> oh my god that holds a mental actually apparently <laughs> Oh, I wa- I'm like, yo, I got to show you this movie. I pass out and you're left alone to watch it in the dark. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that happens a lot, folks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you've seen, uh, when you've seen a lot, you're just like, I'm just going to fall asleep now. It's late. I'm tired. I'm old. <laughs> um, but, you know, pretty I much think, don't start movies after eight. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, my God. But, you know, this is like the first of many that we'll do. We'll, I know we'll run into movies that are like called classics that um, either one of us likes and the other one doesn't. Um, yep. And of course, there might be nostalgia as portions of it, which I think is a little bit of a sentimentality. So we'll kind of see where this all leads. Folks, let us know what you think if you like it and you want to see more, you know. Yeah, send us a message on the Twitters or the Facebooks. And I'm talking like an old woman right now because yep. that's how I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Hope you guys enjoyed this little mini episode. And we'll see you next time for Spinster vs. Spinster. Bye. Bye.